It's Thursday, September 16th. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. It's National Play-Doh Day, and you are watching and or listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. You sounded like, uh, I think, me and Chris. How many times have you said that to your kids, Chris? Uh, many, 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 many. Me, my just yesterday. Yeah. Well, Wait, my... Mike, you have kids? I'm still amazed by this every time I hear that. Am I going to have to bring a whiteboard out every time we start the show? That actually doesn't make any sense. Should I just bring pictures <laughs> of my kids? <laughs> Yeah. You can't whiteboard. Uh, what are you everything. doing on that whiteboard? Uh, I'm just doing a little chart and a graph this of is, my family. This, this is, my is my family kid tree. <laughs> and equals to me plus mom. Oh, things get weird right out of the gate, huh? I didn't know you were a geneticist. That's great. Oh yeah. Many other things. Yes. Geneticist. It is. A genesthetician. Yes. That's not. It's, Nah, Josh, thank you for following the dress code today. Nice green shirt, man. Yeah. Actually, I'm wearing my Ohio University Sports AD shirt. We're celebrating. Give a shout out to the to the to all the folks over at OU. Uh, we're ranked by Sports Business as the number one um, master's program for sports administration in the world. It's a factory. It's so, a factory over there. The factory, baby. It's a factory. So what shout out to all my OU Bobcats. You? Well, then you win like best national like college a couple weeks ago, and now you're in the world. Like, is universe in a couple weeks? Can we talk about We're that yet? Taking over one city, state, <laughs> one country, solar system, <laughs> one solar system at a time. You guys take uh, a look next week for the Milky Way rankings. We should be uh, at least top five. <laughs> there you go. I'll I'll applaud to that one. Thank you. Uh, guys, I know, Mike, you're big on the combining days. It's also National Guacamole Day. So maybe there's, uh, you know, chips and play de mole. Hence the shirt. Come on. You guys oh, get, nice. with mem- get with the memo uh, left side of the get screen, with- please. Get with the memo. Get the program. Get with the memo. I like Whatever, it. man. Guacamole. I have to receive the memo to get with it sayings whatever words welcome to uniform exchange guys where we simply everybody knows this by now but all we do is we take a comedic look back at the week in sports sports business live entertainment all that stuff we talk about what we want to talk about we say what we want to say i'm going to get canceled i know it i'm just going to announce it now it's going to happen i don't know when i don't know what week but i'm going to say something and I'm going to it's fine uh i'm michael myers of the sports marketer and chris it's subsidiaries. And subsidiaries. That's right. I'm joined, as always, by three gentlemen. First up, in the lower left today. He's in the wrong spot. I feel I really got to yeah, fix Yeah, I don't, I don't feel right. Oh, there we man. Go. Just like there that. we go. First up, this guy knows what happens when you put silly putty on a newspaper. Oh, you yeah. shake, see? You can see his eyes. Uh, team Marketing Reports, Chris Hardwig. Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you, Chris. You made it back another week. A raucous yeah. applause for Chris. Josh, Josh, do you have any idea what happens when you put silly putty on a newspaper? Are you old enough to have that as yes, like a form absolutely. Of That's one okay. of the best okay. forms of entertainment. Of Come on, guys! It's okay. the start of making let's, kids, hey, is what it is. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. Let's be mature, okay? I do, I've I've done mature? the silly putty on the newspaper trick, okay? That's how okay. I used to read all it's my articles. I would only it's read like on the silly putty. <laughs> <laughs> that's how i got good at reading backwards exactly thank you next up this guy is so smart he reads articles backwards uh and when i say play-doh he hears play-doh and starts quoting him only the dead have seen the end of war the sports marketers <laughs> oh josh kyles how are you stop thank you please and lastly but never leastly a man whose favorite activity i usually I do nickname and here's his beer but his favorite activity activity is cosplay dough oh you like that uh, cosplay dough what's your favorite band cold play dough mm. okay that's enough. that was forever. a stretch that was a stretch you can't enough. tell dad jokes until you're a dad 
Goose Island's dad number two, Mike Smith. Welcome. Uh, cheers, gentlemen. Here we go, Mike. And Mike, you got to tell us, you know, since our, uh, you know, you, you like to give a free shout out to our good friends at Goose Island. Tell us what's the special beer you're drinking today. Oh, this is a special one. We got a, a Flamingo Tropical IPA. You got the Mosaic. You got the Citra, what the kids go crazy for, and a little Simcoe. Uh, it is delicious. Wow. You you stay juicy over there. I, Once again, I respect the hell out of that. Are you using the same service to ship that beer to me as Josh is using to ship the microphone to you? Because it's still not here. You that bring up a delicious. very good point. I am starting to suspect that the packages have gone missing. <laughs> so I will get on a new one. Okay. You don't hold your breath, though. Maybe next week or week after. It's a COVID thing. It's I'll a make COVID sure not thing. to hold my breath. Yes. Don't hold your breath on this. <laughs> uh, all right, gentlemen. Are you guys ready for... Rack it up, rack it up. I got a I hope you are, because I'm ready for it. Um, all right. First topic. We have... Our resident NBA expert here today, guys. You know him as Josh Kyles. Josh, I hear some things are happening in the NBA. Can you share with us what that might be? I can't. Yeah, wait. And I just like to thank you guys again for giving me this designation as NBA expert. I do watch the NBA as uh, as it says here on our screen. Uh, <laughs> The last time I played competitive basketball, I was 13 years old. But let's not let's not let that bog us down in the details. The NBA made some news this week, as they do every week, because they're the NBA. But they're they're now considering. I guess this this story actually came out a few months ago. They're considering a midseason tournament. We're really on I'll, top of things. This story <laughs> yeah. came out a few months ago. We're covering it today. This student this uh, this story was originally reported in June. Um, <laughs> when the NBA started uh, discussing having an in-season tournament, they want to, a la the, the Maui Invitational uh, in college basketball or uh, taking a closer look at what the WNBA did this past month, uh, last August, with their Commissioner's Cup, where it was a basically mid-season tournament where there's monetary incentives per player in the NBA. It, they're, they're floating around a uh, prize of a million dollars per player per team. Um, to They want to drum up excitement for the league. There's been declining ratings over the last four seasons and they're trying to figure out different ways to create that jolt of excitement i think they saw a little bit of that with the play-in tournament uh going into the bubble last season they did see a nice ratings increase so they want to try to capture that and uh they also have a very lofty goal which i'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on um as they're seeking they're believed to be seeking 75 billion dollars over nine years in new deals uh, with their multimedia rights coming up. So that would basically triple what they've got now. Um, so this is all part of, you know, different different things they're looking at to create more excitement and, and more value lot. for those. So just, just to recap, we've got a midseason tournament, which I would not say is like the Maui. I would definitely say it's more like a Premier League middle of the season, has no bearing on anything, just because the Maui is before the season starts for the most part, right? Usually. Yeah, it's as the season starts. I mean, yeah. the season is Maui's starting the, with it, but it's yeah. it's 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 similar, Josh, to your point in that it's it's like non-conference games, right? It's just the games that don't count against your record. Right. It's just a thing in the middle. It's a showcase. To me, it reminds me of what they do with soccer. Like it's a global yeah. thing. European soccer. I, I don't quite even fully understand it, but all of a sudden they'll be like, "Oh, well, no, now we're in the middle of the the whatever cup." And I'm like, "Wait, I thought you're in the middle of the season." They're like, "Yeah, we are, but everything stops and we just run this," you know this tournament and then we go back and we we start playing games that apply to something else later um interesting i, I it's it feels like an exhibition but i guess if you're going to pay the winning team each player a million dollars i would probably sign up for that you know well it's interesting it's interesting to look at because you got guys like <laughs> you know lebron james the people at the top of the league that are making 40 million plus dollars a year so how much is a million to them but when you look at the average salary this is for the 2019-20 season the average nba salary is seven million dollars so i mean that that's a nice chunk of change but the median salary so the most people are getting paid closer to just below three million dollars so for the vast majority of players in the NBA, getting a million dollar bonus for winning a, a tournament, thirty three percent bump, yeah, right. So, it, go ahead, go, Michael. Well, I, oh. I I cut you off too soon. 
Um, I think all this is dandy, you know, good money for uh, your average players. Uh, let's cut to the, uh, the, the ratings and getting more eyes on the NBA. Um, I think the midseason tournament's cool, but I've told you guys this before. All-star game, get a break. Get some things like uh, trampoline dunk contest from the three-point line. Um, bring in the mascot dunk contest. Trick shots. Like, I'd pay good money or uh, want to tune in. You wouldn't for, pay a penny. I wouldn't pay, pay a penny. Not a goddamn cent, son. I don't watch um, but I would shot. like to play in you know, horse games, competitive horse games, and whoever loses <laughs> has to pay their money out of the pocket. I can't tell if win. Mike's being serious right now 100%. or if he's kidding. Okay. 100%. You, you want to get rid of the all-star game game and have a game of horse no no it's part of the all-star game. <laughs> oh okay okay like maybe okay. do a quarter of the actual all-star game and then three quarters of just shenanigans <laughs> <laughs> i'm just throwing it out there you guys know we're here for the nba summer of shenanigans uh, you, you guys can see mike on the bottom smith. of the screen where it says mike smith listens to the nba so he, he doesn't <laughs> watch the nba he does listen to it It'd be very uh, good uh radio <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you guys think about the the league looking at seventy five billion dollars? That's their goal well, for multimedia rights. I, I will say this: years. I think Throw the a first two there. things you mentioned lead into that. The reason they're looking to add a mid season tournament, the reason they're doing the play in tournament, is they're trying to increase assets that they can then add dollar signs to that renewal. That's unbelievable. Seventy five. What did you say? It was seventy five billion over ten years. That's- that's their goal of over nine years, yeah. But, uh, 75 billion. So six, seven, eight, eight, eight and a half, eight and a third billion <laughs> every math. year. Do you like that math? That was on the and right. And right now, their current deals with Disney and Warner are uh, total 24 billion. So they'd be tripling those deals. That's on. I mean, look, everything else was well, what I've been nuts, saying every but, week. Right. But like we said, uh, was it last week? I don't know. They're all so amazing. I can't remember which one. But we were talking the, – the NFL deals are gigantic. Yeah. So this is this is not even close to the NFL pot of money. So it, it's getting isn't close. that great. Well, it's – you think we're going to yes, see a trillion-dollar so, deal in the next yes. few years? Yes. That's when I'll start years. paying attention. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to have a thousand billion, and we're only at – at 75 billion so we're not near a trillion quite yet but the numbers that people are throwing out these days i wouldn't be surprised you gotta go we'd have to go 14 15 x over that but it's possible anything's possible it's gonna be for the drone league um there you go wow okay so (laughs) so nba going crazy there's other stuff in the nba too though right josh we've been talking about announcers and some other things no, let yeah, me take Mike, this one over. I, th- yeah. I think I think Mike had uh, done a little deep dive on on that Ooh. side for this Mikey week. Smith, Mike, let's see it. Dad number two. So, thank you for that secondary intro. NBA expert on the panel. So, after listening on the radio to everything going on in the NBA, I, I decided to dabble in a couple pages deep on my browser. Um, no, I'm just joking. Uh, so, some big news coming out this week. You know, uh, Milwaukee Bucks just north of Chicago. Uh, announced that Lisa Byington uh, got a full-time gig as a play-by-play announcer uh, in the N- NBA, which uh, is is huge. Um, she's done uh, a lot of other things leading up to this. Um, I, you know, my my gut reaction, which made me a little upset, is like, you know, yes, first woman, you know, full-time play-by-play announcer, but it should just be a pro. Like, she's great at her job, and she earned this spot. Uh, on the Bucks team, and I know it's it's a big win uh, win for women, but you know I, I just I get heated when people are you know trying to make up for things that could have happened years ago and 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 put that first. But um, it's exciting to see her her uh, her become part of the Milwaukee Bucks family. Yeah, She's it'll good. be exciting. She calls Sorry, uh, Chris, big, no, that's all right. She calls the Big Ten. Uh, I think she just called uh, the. Uh, <laughs> you have to be good to deal with the pain of calling an Illinois football game, but she did the <laughs> Illinois uh, UTSA game, I believe. Yep. So, I mean, she's she's got the chops, and yeah. what's you know, like you said, this is decades uh, beyond Overdue. when it should have happened. But yeah. but you see, like Sarah Kustak is just crushing it in the um, in in uh brooklyn it has been for several years now and so it's you know it proves that all the the turds that out, out there that you know yes turds. women can do this turds. not turd ferguson oh, we'll save that for yeah, later yeah i love turd ferguson um 
which I did not intend on squeezing Turd Ferguson in the middle of this conversation, but uh, it, it is you really gotta, cool. You got to stop squeezing turds in the middle of this conversation. Yeah, come on, guys. So, there guys, I just want to show you something, guys, really oh. quickly. This is so great. Are you ready for this? So, I asked Chris to set the nine minute timer or the 10 minute timer. Here's the timer. It's currently at nine minutes, 44, (laughs) nine hours, 44 minutes and 45 seconds. I kept waiting for the gong. I'm like, it should have gone by now. It really should have gone off by now. It'll go. I mean, nine hours. Our dynamic for this podcast. We're what? 23, 22 in should be like uniform exchange where this we treat the- everyone like the very first time we've done anything. <laughs> <Right>? This is <laughs> the first time I've handed off right. the clock with volume and uh, we'll see what happens. There we see go. what That's happens. Um, in all seriousness for a moment. <laughs> holy God, Moses. That was awesome. I looked down. I'm like, it's just nine hours and 44 minutes from the gong. I'm still um, listening to the NBA. Lisa Byington. You're right, Mike, that it's, 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 it can come across as insincere. It certainly feels wrong to be bragging about the first female doing this job when the first female should have been doing this job 15 years ago. At the same time, it's worth celebrating. So I'm glad that they announced absolutely. it. I'm glad that they absolutely. promote it because it is absolutely worth celebrating. And young girls everywhere need to see this. It needs to be in their face so they can be like, I can go do that too. And so all those things are very, very important. I think you're going to see a lot more of these. I really do. Mm -hmm. We've had female sideline announcers and they've done everything except be the lead play-by-play or even on the play-by-play other than Monday night baseball on ESPN or Sunday night baseball on ESPN. And Chris, you're referencing Brooklyn. I don't know. Is she an on, is she, I don't know her and I don't watch. uh, Sarah is the color commentator has been for a few years with uh, Ian Eagle on that broadcast. So is Lisa, not just doing color she is going to be the lead she play is by the, play. yes she does okay. yeah she's played by play so that's that's the, great that's the yeah and and lisa has been breaking barriers everywhere she was the first to do the the big 10 she was the first to be i don't know mls there was i don't even know all of them but i heard somebody rallying them off and she was the first female to do each one of them so this she's is like her the, fifth time being the first female to do something so yeah she's kind Olympics. of a badass yeah olympus she, yeah she's kind of a badass so I yeah. they call that a trailblazer if you will some people Can would you say badass trail blazer? and and mike mike and, and <laughs> you tried well mike i just want to trail, say trail someday nice. someday god willing you're able to have some kids of your own and a daughter and you'll see how important it is for them to have role models like this out there in the world <laughs> you got that in perfect i have nothing to rebuttal on that gong and everything tip of the hat sir i'll get some kids one of these days <laughs> by the way that is that is my alarm in the morning (laughs) jesus no wonder you start the day the way you do (laughs) before we get into the second topic a quick break for a vaccination update let's see what's new on the team side for vaccination Mm. mandates news coming out this week in buffalo uh and buffalo can sort of go like ah It wasn't our fault. Uh, The county that the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres are in came out and said that you are required to get a vaccination and show proof for the Bills before Halloween in order to even attend a game. It's there's no uh, exceptions for religion. There's no exceptions for medical. If you don't have a vaccine, you can't come in for a Bills game. You can't come into a Buffalo Sabres game. Um so that's by you, Halloween. Like, uh, are they letting people in until then without vaccinations? It, it, or it, I, I don't know. That, I just know that if you're going to come to the games this year, you have to have the vaccination by Halloween. That's just what was reported. I don't. I don't know too much other than spooky. that. Can we? Can we live cut? To <laughs> it the said the mafia. end of October. I added Halloween. In there. What's up? <laughs> what, can we live cut to the Bills Mafia and then see how they're taking this? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, did see a great video this week of the Bills Mafia of a newborn where they did the and they lowered him down onto like the world's tiniest table and it broke in half. Oh, that's at, awesome. as part of the tailgate. It was pretty awesome. I heard there was a video of an anti-vaxxer Bill fan jumping off a 20 foot ladder saying my body, my choice. And then he proceeded to jump 20 <laughs> feet into a table. Yeah. Halfway down, he's like, I'm still doing my research. <laughs> Let's do the milk cart challenge after this if I survive. <laughs> 
Oh, Buffalo, welcome to the real world. All right. Uh, season tickets can, by the way. This is different than, I think, L, uh, Las Vegas, where season ticket holders can ask for their money back and will be granted it if they don't, if they're insane. If they're insane and don't have vaccines and don't want to get it, they can ask for their money back and mm-hmm. get it. I didn't, did my opinion come through on that? I hope it didn't come through on no, that when I said no. that. Did, could you tell my feelings? It didn't no. show, right? You're, okay, you're muted. You're muted. Good, 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 good. All right. Well, new let me topic, say, but can new I trouble topic, you for a new topic, topic please? New topic. I you, would... got, you are on these changes this week. We're halfway. We're not even a quarter of the way through the show, and you're on it, man. I'm good crushing work. it, right? Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it's time for our special guest, guys. We have a special guest this week. You may know him. You may not know him. Uh, but this was a big week in sports business as the fan cost index for Major League Baseball uh, was released. So I'd like to welcome to the panel, if I could, the creator of the Major League Baseball fan cost index for 2021 from T Marketing Report, Chris Hartwig. Chris, welcome to the show. It's welcome, really, Chris. This is hey. really, an, yes, thanks. This is great. This is really an emotional. Love your day. hair. This was a, this was a big get day. for the it's a big get yeah. for the show. Well, I'm a big, big fan, and so just you know, it's, I'm truly honored to be on. So thanks for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Well, so sure. Chris, the fan yes. cost index for those not in the know, what's the easiest way to explain what the fan cost index is? The fan cost index, in simplest terms, is the cost of a family of four to go to a sporting event, and, and so that, you. Uh, Go on, I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead. That's all right. Team Marketing Report, since 1991, we've done NFL, NBA, and uh, Major League Baseball every year of uh, season ticket, using season ticket and ticket pricing and costs of uh, typical items. We use two beers, two hats for souvenirs, four sodas, four hot dogs, cost of parking, and um, uh, mix all those in with ticket pricing where it's an average weighted pricing, which I could bore you for hours on, on how that's done. Uh, I won't. And, uh, and so uh, we, we do it across those leagues. We added NHL back in 94. We do those every year. We're uh, since I've taken over TMR, we've been gearing up to start doing some more across other professional and, uh, and uh, college conferences, other professional leagues. So I think I recall you did next. an XFL fan costume. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there is an XFL one. And uh, yeah. The one and only was done, and uh, we've done Major League Soccer, and that will be back again next year when they're back in full venues. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's just interesting to see. Um, we, we put the MLB one out yesterday, and uh, the average price for the family of four are using that, and it's kind of just keep doing apples and ap- apples against apples over the years, apples to apples, whatever the hell it is, uh, was $253.64. For a family of four, it's uh, up 4.5%. Uh, ticket prices on average were 34.91, and that's up uh, two, uh, 2.1%. So uh, really what it came down to this year was the teams kept their pricing pretty stable, pretty static. Uh, there was a lot of people that they just rolled their their deposits and, and purchases of season tickets last year when they didn't get to go see games into this year. So with that and the economic uncertainty, that stayed the, stayed much closer to the same. But stuff like uh, concessions and beer in particular, uh, it was the biggest price gain in beer in the last 20 years, percentage-wise. So teams, I think, a little bit of uh, looking to make up some of the lost money um, and, and find somewhere to, uh, uh, to, to, to uh, so they So they're going after positive. the people with addictions? And They're going giving... after people with addictions, yes. Yeah. Because is that what they is... added the chain smoking sections outside? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And don't Seems forget, like over the low... last eighteen months, we've added sports gambling too. It's it's great. Uh-huh. It's just, it's, it's yeah. all about addiction. So, Chris, uh, yes, what? So, what, just to really quickly, the things yeah. that jumped out at you so far is that the the two fifty three that's up four percent. So the the cost for a family of four to go to a game in Major League Baseball last year to this year is up four percent. 4.5. Roughly yeah. 4.5. Yep. Do you, without looking, do you recall what it is by comparison to 2019? Is it roughly up 4.5? Did 2019 to 2020 kind of stay the same? 
Because I actually actually don't. I have that right here. The 2019, the FCI was only up 1.8%. Tickets were up the same amount, 2.1%. So what was the dollar amount of 2019? Like Uh, 247, 247, 247, No, 2019, uh, because we did run the numbers for 2020 because we had all of them and then things shut down. We had all the pricing. So uh, the the FCI in 19 was $234.38. And now it's two forty-five, so it's up nine dollars. Two fifty-three, so it's two fifty-three. I was up eighteen. Nineteen bucks. Nineteen bucks. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now the, the you know the NFL is uh, the NFL uh, for perspective. Let me just run these off. The the most recent NBA four thirty, the most recent NFL five hundred fifty-three dollars, and most recent NHL. $424. So, so MLB is, is the least bargain. expensive of Relatively, the four. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and the biggest jump you said was in alcohol. The biggest factor was uh, beer prices went up uh, over 9%, which is the biggest gain uh, by far uh, that we've seen over the last 20 years. And, you know, and part Sorry, of it again, so not to, you know, it's, so they make excuses at all, but there's part of it. If you, when you read, you go to teammarketing.com and, and read the fan cost index that we just put out is, you know, there was other, some other factors coming in that teams compressed the number of options. So when you're buying beers, for example, instead of having that cheap $5, 12 ounce option of, you know, schmoozy light, you, now they, they've gotten rid of that. And the Damn. price per, the price per ounce only went up a lot less. I mean, still 7%, but, but that's important to note that there's some of these other factors that came in that they cut down on the, the, the numbers of sizes and, and, uh, and well, beer was the if, biggest place. If I, re- if I read it correctly, they cut down on the, they got rid of the small sizes to lessen the times that you need to go yeah. to the concession stand because right. of COVID reasons and things like that. Right. right? So it was logical right. as to why they did a lot of that stuff. Right. So that, yeah, exactly. Thank you for putting that in English. That was why I was talking about like the cost of a beer per ounce was not up at that same amount. Right. Because, because what happened. Yeah. Was that made sense. Cheap. Then it'll make sense this time too. keep going. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. <laughs> so the team with the biggest, you want to know the team with the biggest FCI game. I do. That's what I was going to ask Ness. Cause what are the, what are the outliers team wise? Baltimore Orioles were up almost 30%. Okay. But their t- uh, ticket prices, their ticket. Yeah. The, the Don't they have one of the the lowest, like the most they're the least successful team? Yeah, they well, don't have a good team. They've had a bad team. Damn, for they're terrible, yeah. and they have been yeah. for a long time. So, but <clears throat> and that's part of it. Why their their numbers they're still in the bottom half of, of costs, even after going up thirty percent. But they um, uh, they had a dollar fifty hot dogs, dollar fifty sodas, and was three dollar beers, uh, like a twelve ounce, you know, a can of Jeez. beer for three bucks. I think wow. that's what I'm, I'm forgetting it already. That sounds right. And so when you they, they went up to ten bucks for a beer and five fifty for a soda, but the beer got bigger and the soda probably got bigger. But the beer bigger. went from twelve to twenty two. Yeah. The soda went from twelve to twenty two. No, so the hot dog probably stayed the same size. I would guess the hot dog uh, probably got smaller because it sat longer on that yeah. turning thing and went. Did you see? Did you guys up. see that guy who went to uh, one of the like Applebee's and got a six ounce steak and it showed up like. This looks a little bit smaller, and he brought his own weight out and weighed it. It was like three and a half, and it's like gone viral. Well, uh, Josh, you go ahead and mark Applebee's off the potential sponsor list. (laughs) No, it's not Applebee's. It was one of the other ones. I just used them as an example. You guys are safe. (laughs) (laughs) Applebee's. I was going to do the commercial just to like maybe bounce it out. Um, all right, Chris, I, I, there were still other questions I wanted to ask, but you went so long on some random, some random points. I didn't oh. really get it. Yeah. So it was good. It was right. good. No, sure. it was really, it was interesting. I was, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Um, I almost cussed. You guys hear that? I almost yeah. cursed. This almost became R plus rated. Um, were there R any, plus. were there any team outliers that didn't have like extenuating circumstances like Baltimore had the extenuating Toronto obviously had some extenuating service. Yeah. You know, I think that, I, yeah, Toronto's numbers, we, I'm not even, not even, in. yeah. So but of the their, teams their that had like static, they were, they played at Salem field for a third of their season and using those prices. Yeah. I think the question was other like than the Toronto blue Jays. So, so 
So, Thank yeah. you. Well, hey, I'm giving that, some context yeah, here. Go ahead. Mother, <laughs> you all swore at you. The, <laughs> the teams, that the team I would say in there, and this will this will rile up uh, Michael Smith, is that the uh, it's the White Sox that um, had a good jump in, in um, ticket prices, 12.6%, and we're up 14.4% overall. And I think that goes to the opposite. The, the, as the Orioles, the White Sox are, you know, we're projected to be a, team, uh, right. be a, yes, be a But again, for perspective, team, for perspective so. what does it cost to go to a White Sox game of, to take four people versus going to a Cubs, four people? Well, that's a good question. White Sox, 250. 25 Cubs 36438. Oh, okay, so, so real quick. I find that interesting. Box. The White Sox are up 12%. They're still below league average or right at it. They're, so they, they had room right, to come up. Yeah. They are they are like cents, pennies, just right below the league average. They're right. So, yeah, I can I can talk about this all day. It's interesting just to sit and look at the you have a I saw that you had a nice quadrant chart where you show uh, where they are ranked in size of market versus how much it costs mm-hmm. to go to the game. And, it, and yep. it kind of follows that curve. It's really interesting. There's a few outliers. It's neat to look at. So if, if you yeah. get a chance, if you're in sports business, you definitely want to check out Team Marketing Report uh, and look into the, the 2021 Major League Baseball Fan Cost Index. Thanks, Chris, for talking about it. And Thanks for I just want to throw this in. I just yeah. want to throw this in real quick. Chris, unbelievable job. Very good info. I uh, just want to pimp uh, 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 asking dad number two how to do things.com. Um, I can take a family of five to a White Sox game, six beers, two sodas, five dogs, two nachos, helmets, uh, under a buck 80. So go to my website, uh, tell you how to do it, um, and you'll get by. So anyway, on with the show. What was the website again, Mike? Um, I think dad you said how to get two, things done. How to get things, to get done, things with dad done with dadnumber2.com <laughs> yeah. or org.net. I don't remember. That's succinct. <laughs> that's very economical. I like it. All right. Uh, next topic. Let's have Terry Crews. Topic change. Topic change. Topic change. Idiot. It just never gets old. It never gets old. Uh, we talked about this. I haven't been doing any of the banners. We had such great banners. Look, just real quickly, today's guest speaker, he can't guest and co-host at the same time. We're going to eject him after this segment. That didn't even make it in. It's so sad. All right. Uh, next topic, the NFL. I don't know. We talked about this a few weeks ago, so I think it's time to do a quick update on what's going on with the NFL and the city of St. Louis and a story that should be covered nationally and pretty much is not. We are on a one man because the other three guys on this panel do not care. We're on a one man crusade to get this thing covered nationally. Uh, this we week, are on a one man crusade. Yes, okay. we are. Okay. I know we you are. guys don't care. I'm just going to go ahead and are. mute myself then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this week, Judge Christopher McGraw denied the NFL's notion, motion, not their notion, but their motion for summary judgment. Uh, summary judgment is just like a common device used by civil defendants to uh, basically claim that there's no case here, so we win. Uh, so essentially, they're like, yeah, I know we've lost 18 consecutive rulings, but we're here now. So it's, we, we win now, right? That's what the NFL argued this week. And no, they did not. Um, it leaves four charges. I wasn't very specific about this last time. So breach of contract arising from the NFL's relocation policy, unjust enrichment at the expense of the plaintiffs, the city of St. Louis fraud, which I think ties back to the one before, and then tortious interference, which I don't even really know. That seems like interfering with the legal proceedings or something i don't know what that means that was a dumb guess i'm sure that's not what it is um but for those of you that don't know in 2016 the st louis rams left st louis moved to los angeles st louis had an nfl team they've had two yes they have i got some jerseys if you want some i got some jerseys if you want some they moved to los angeles and in doing so did some things probably the wrong way that's probably going to cost dan Kroenke a lot of money uh where we are right now is it means it's probably time to settle for a very big number otherwise stan Kroenke, roger goodell uh jerry jones kevin demoff and i don't know who all else is probably gonna have to take the stand uh i saw an interesting or heard an interesting piece this week that i'm gonna play a small clip 
from. Uh, I didn't mean to make it take over the screen. That was unnecessary. Uh, but uh, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk was on a show called Ryan Kelly's The Morning Show with Tim McKernan in St. Louis this week. And his this first clip was his, his take on the national media. It really is amazing to me that this thing hasn't registered much of a blip on the national radar screen. I can understand why NFL Network stays away from it. They're owned and operated by the league. Doesn't make it right. I understand it. ESPN, I'm a little surprised. Some of the other national outlets, I'm surprised. It's a big story. It's a true story. It's an accurate story. And the NFL has a huge mess that it's going to have to deal with. If they don't settle this case now after yesterday's ruling, they are going to trial at some point. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, he has been covering it. He's the only national writer, to my knowledge, that's been covering it. I think there have been a few stories written here and there. And I think, as a matter of fact, I saw that last night or maybe this morning on NBC Sports, there was an article that said the national media should be covering this. So I think it's starting to get to the point where uh, they know that they're not going to be able to avoid it, probably more than anything else. Uh, and then this last one I thought was interesting. And just for context, when they were at the owner's meeting deciding what was going to happen. And I, again, I'm going to repeat this because I did a bad job the first time we covered this because I did it off the cuff. When they were deciding whether or not the Raiders, the Chargers or the Rams were going to move, those were the three teams that were sort of up for. And there were two competing proposals. One had the Raiders and the Chargers moving to Carson. The other had the Rams and the Chargers moving to Inglewood. Those are your two options. And the NFL and the owners put together a group of six owners that were considered the relocation committee, which they always do this whenever they have a potential relocation. And these six owners were supposed to do all the diligence and come in and make a recommendation. So here you are at this owner's meeting. The six owners have done that work. They come in and they vote five to one. The relocation committee votes five to one that it should be the Carson project with the Chargers and the Raiders. Raiders. So the people that did all the research said that was the way to go. And the people in St. Louis were ecstatic. The Rams aren't leaving. But wait, now they're going into a closed-door meeting. Now Stan Kroenke is speaking. The only time the NFL goes into a closed-door meeting is when they're selecting Super Bowl sites or electing a new commissioner, essentially. But they go into a closed-door meeting uh, now Stan Kroenke is presenting, Jerry Jones is presenting, they have a vote, and it comes out 30-2 to two by the time it's all said and done, that it's they're not going to do what the selection committee had chosen, but they're going to go the other route. Which, by the way, if you're good at math, that means at least four of the owners on the selection committee or the relocation committee that picked one thing eventually voted for the other after some, uh, I'm sure, coercion and a few other things in that room. But the interesting part and the part that I'm going to play here, and this is Tim McKernan, who is talking about the flight home from that meeting. Actually, he's talking about Kevin Demoff first and then the flight home from that meeting. So I'm going to play that now. Why did Kevin Demoff keep talking? I still can't. Get, and I guess I guess, I guess the answer, Doug, Doug, because I would say this to Doug a million times. He goes, they just wanted to maximize whatever revenue they could while they're here and, and figured that they get away with it because yeah, that's what happens with these guys. Yeah. It's just like we can get away with it, which then lends itself to the article. Sam Farmer flies back on Kroenke's private jet from Houston to L.A. And the steamer and Demoff are doing victory laps, telling everybody how they how they pulled off the Lufthansa heist. It's like, hey, take the mink coat back. You know, you weren't supposed to get a Cadillac. We're supposed to lay low, celebrate the fact that we got the cash. But don't tell everybody how we pulled off the heist. But these guys are in a private jet with the writer for the L.A. Times telling them how they did it like it's all over. And they did it to themselves. And that's where the lawyers in St. Louis who filed lawsuits left and right are like, this is great yep. because we don't need to get them here to depose them. They already did it to themselves. How crazy is that? Man, this is so. going to make for a great straight to Amazon Prime movie someday. It and will. They'll just, do a movie on it. Did you just hear the gunshot go off in the foot of our sponsorship again? I'm sorry. Um, straight to <laughs> straight to some streaming network uh, movie someday. Can't wait for it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, interesting stuff regardless. Oh, the clock has stopped. Chris, you stopped so the gong wouldn't go off. That's good management right there. That is just good management. Um, 
Lastly, do you guys think that it'll be a giant dollar amount, or do you think they will offer St. Louis a franchise? Money. Money. Chris, money? Are you thinking? I think you're on mute, buddy. <laughs> hey, I hit mute, and then I hit it twice, and I went back on mute again. Hi. Franchise. franchise. So you think franchise? Well, that's what happened in 1999 with the Cleveland Browns when they left well, in 95. Here's, so here's, but but here's the thing with it. Like, I mean, look at how expensive it is. It's a it's a billion dollar uh, operation to be a team. So that's true. I mean, if we're talking, they got to pay a billion dollar penalty. You think Crocky's gonna write a check or Goodell is gonna you know dip into the the coffers for that? Versus here, you can have a new team. And, I do think it'll be and, floated. And welcome to the 2024 NFL season where we welcome the 33rd team, the St. Louis uh, Consolation team. Welcome. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Browns are that too. So, I mean, that, that's what this, this version of the Cleveland Browns was a gift because the Browns left and went to Baltimore. So hmm. uh, look, how, you, look if, how much disappointment they've brought that city since. Coming, uh, you know? <laughs> uh, in Super Bowl predictions this year, though. Um I did see the the one other thing I was going to mention, and I actually I, I just got distracted. So I don't know what it was. So I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that out whenever we get to the next part of the show. I'm just gonna cut that. <laughs> nice. That's not even gonna be in there. That's nice. like never happened. Can we say whatever we want right now? You can yeah. anything right now. The next ten seconds is being deleted. So whatever Shit, you want. Cock, fuck, cut. <laughs> 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 what? I mean, that's like those are the four words you can't say uh on a, a major network, i only heard three so. of them i don't know what the fourth one was don't say it. all, all right. right um rapid topics guys we are down the final stretch we're going to start things off with a fun one i don't know if any of you got a chance to watch this if you didn't you should at least watch the highlights on espn2 during espn's monday night football broadcast eli and peyton manning this time they actually it was interesting. They're going to be doing it for at least ten games this year in two completely separate locations. Peyton's going to be in Denver, and and Eli's going to be wherever he lives. I don't know where he lives. Um, and so they were actually in the same studio. I don't know if you knew this or not, Chris, but they were in the same studio this week, but they sat in separate places to keep the format right. So they actually sat in different rooms no, in the I, same that's studio. That's funny. I, I, I did not know I, that they were in yeah. different studio or the same studio this week. Yeah, that's why when the fire alarm went off, both of them could hear it. It was going off in the same building. That's how it became evident that they were in the same studio. I don't think they were hiding. <laughs> but, um, so gotcha. It was it was quite I'll be honest, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. I believe, yeah. I believe in Eli. Love Eli Manning. You are a Giants fan. <laughs> yes. I think but, uh, it's, it was inevitable that, that first of all, that kind of both of these guys, it's, a, it's, a, it's the right thing. that he, Peyton didn't want to be the analyst and buckled all down in on that. He's going to make probably better money if this, if this clicks. And Eli is definitely, uh, to me, is not a standalone guy. So that's this and their chemistry with each other. It makes for a much better show. And, you know, you're destined on this to basically winging it on the first show that the beginning was kind of rough. Peyton was all jacked up and, you know, super excited, talking so fast and trying all these skits and all that kind of stuff. But once they settled in, I mean, I, I would I would much rather watch that than just the straight up game. I bet that I'm the guy much that rather. likes to watch. Yes. Hmm. But I'm the guy that would usually watch, like to watch the mega cast kind of thing just to because i think then you're getting some real insights and it's like you know you, you i've seen al michaels do a thousand games he's great but i've you know change i it up. Him do it. change it up a bit yeah i that that's what i think of it it's a nice change of pace i don't think it's going to replace the broadcast for me not well, no i mean there was no. i think there was over 13 million viewers uh, overall with for Monday night football this week and that was obviously mostly the regular broadcast i think the manning uh simulcast attracted 800,000 viewers yeah which is pretty good um I mean, really for, good. for that time saw it at espn for alternative too. yeah for an alternative right. broadcast oh it's probably uh, eight times what they were gonna do otherwise right so right yeah. it's a win huge win 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it becomes cannibalistic between the primary broadcast and them and if they can measure that, like how many people are watching them instead of the primary broadcast or how many people are coming in new. So either way, there was no risk to ESPN. It's a cool thing. Uh, I liked it. They had Charles Barkley on. They had Ray Lewis on. Uh, They sort of made fun of each other. Eli talking about uh, how Peyton had Backney and how he was the guy that when oh, he boy. asked people to put lotion on, they were like, nope, no thanks. <laughs> Made think, fun of his forehead. Like he had also – Yeah, the helmet, was, uh, the helmet was so small he didn't have – yeah. I, I think, yeah, I I think they that. should give them both uh, just uh, cups to drink out of uh, both weekends in their locations, and one of them is non-alcoholic beer, but the other one's the real thing, and they don't know. <laughs> Maybe and just see how much. that, yeah, just see how that unfolds. Let's just do like nine levels of social experiments at once. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, Dad steps in. He's like, "Knock it off, boys!" And then he gives his two cents. So, oh, Dad will be the third guest on there at some point. I promise. His oh, I saw Archie. Archie he texted in this time and told told Peyton that his mom said to stop scratching his head. To which Eli was like, do you have dandruff? Like, it was pretty funny. I mean, there were some funny <laughs> moments. There were some pretty funny moments. Oh, they had a good back and forth. And I think also a big thing that was cool was some of their guests that they had, like you mentioned, Ray Lewis, they had Travis Kelsey as well. They're going to oh, yeah. wind up, they're going to wind, these clips that were coming, they, they were viral online all week. So I think yeah. that's going to be something where, like, they're just not going to get that from a regular broadcast of Monday Night Football versus that's going to happen probably every week you know, uh, with the Manning brothers and the guests that they'll get and, you know, him, they're making fun of each other and all that. So I think Very it's nothing true. but good. And I, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see other networks and leagues follow suit with other, I mean, this is, this isn't a new thing. I mean, this is something that I think you've seen a lot more in like the YouTube space and, and kind of like the social media generation where tick, uh, not TikTok. um, the other one, the the other, oh, the other the Amazon one, yeah. owned mm-hmm. Twitch, the other one. Twitch stream. I mean, like the overlays and people kind of comment doing their own commentary over the broadcast, except for in this case, they can actually show the, the actual broadcast because they have the rights. In Mike ESPN. Smith and I are going to start doing this for games. We're just going to call games that are being called. Dude, just... I think it's I think it's brilliant. I told you guys this before. If there was a mystery science theater approach to live sports, you got the right duo or a group of four people who know how to have fun. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's call a couple games. Let's have some fun. Let's do this. Yeah, we babe. should try. It's in. It's in the works. We're gonna do it from well, Palm Springs while we're at the World Team Tennis event. Yes. I think there. the other thing that was interesting, Andrew Marchand wrote. I won't take credit for this. That he wrote about it in the New York Post. Is he your friend? Was, Did you guys talk recently? Uh, no, Shut not, up. Not. So, <laughs> oh, my friend. <laughs> I read. I read. So Andy, Andy, so Andy, Andy M. My guy, Andy, Andy Mac. So anyway, a good point was we were talking about the cannibalism of potentially of the audience. Well, the other thing is that Monday Night Football announcers have taken a beating for a while, right? And so Levy, Greasy, and and um, oh god, he's the best part of the crew. Uh, what's his name? The front office former front office guy. That's the, the, oh my god, the, the, that gives them some more time without quite as much Nobody's pressure. Nobody's going to help you. No, it gives them Nobody more time without so here. much pressure. Like ever so that they can they, <laughs> so no that's who fired uh turd ferguson <laughs> very nice um no you're right though it does it distracts from if they i mean look i got no problem with the monday night football crew i i, I listen to them every week and i've enjoyed them I, are they really do they take a they get a bad rap lewis riddick no i mean it's just you lewis know riddick he, didn't he lose to mike tyson uh, no, Buster, uh, Buster Olney? Douglas. No, he's on ESPN. The, the, no, but I mean, people still tune in. I can do this for old people are still stop. People are still tuning in for like you know Frank Gifford and Dandy Don Meredith and Howard Cosell. I mean, like, come on, move on. I think the crew that's in there is good. I think yeah. you know, so I don't have a problem with it. But okay. but when yeah, it's not see, my like team, like. When it's I would watch the Bears. I'm not watching it a lot of other weeks, or I'm certainly not sticking around. Yeah, well, I oh, watch boy. it for fantasy, gambling, Dang. things like that. You degenerate. Um, all right, so let's move on to a new topic. <laughs> uh, 
a, a more uplifting topic or potentially uplifting topic, controversial, depending on how you want to look at it. Equal pay for men and women in soccer. Chris, you were talking. Well, you were until you pooed no, the story just now. No, no, no. I was being I was being a uh, manly man there. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. To watch That's this what thing Chris on. thinks is being manly. How you, yeah. Be Chris, be manly real quick. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> this segment will get make cut. A, go make a go ahead, show. Chris. What? No, We're going to have a 10 minute show. A 10 minute <laughs> show, and it's going to be the introduction. Like, of all nothing four of gets us. cut. It just sounds funny That's when it. I say it's going to get cut, and then I leave it in. Go ahead, cut. Chris. So here's the deal. U.S. Soccer Federation announces, hey, we're going to get offer the same contract to the men and the women. Okay. And that was worth the whole, you know, not that the was whole, a headline. big, yeah. big part of the lawsuit was saying they deserve equal, equal pay. And and so, hey, that's a great gesture. And U.S. Soccer Federation's getting a lot of love about it. But you're also seeing the, the women's players saying like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's see what this deal is. Like, are they going to try to roll back what the men, what the men get, bring it back versus us coming up or take away, uh, you know, some of the the things that they've given the women's team, uh, you know, to, to to lessen some of the other hard costs and all in that. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. Here, here is the big stat of the takeaway because ultimately, where this goes is more in in World Cup and FIFA. But they can't get to FIFA right now. They have to go through U.S. Soccer and the Federation. In, in 2018 in Russia, the 32 men's teams competed for $400 million. In 2019 in France, the women, 24 teams, competed for $30 million. Versus how many? Versus 400. 400. So the number is going up to 440 and 68 or something. So, yeah, so, it's something. So, I mean, they're more so than gonna, doubling the women's Yeah, number, so I'm going to say still, something sort of ignorant but innocent. The I'm okay with numbers disparities like that if the viewing audience and the value is disparity is equal in disparity. But my question is, is it because I don't think it, at least not U.S. when it comes to national soccer teams, the U.S. women's soccer. I don't know if it pulls exactly the same as the men, but it's it they out is at least close. TV, right? Right. Uh, Josh will know this probably better than me, but on TV, they do better than the men. Right. So they outpull them. OK. Uh, then they should be getting paid equal in, or in more. venues, game wise, friendlies and all that. They definitely do. In TV, it might be more uh, more level. Do you know that, Yosh? What the Josh TV is doing were? some research. We'll come back. To oh. oh, no, no, don't stop. Stop. No. no, it's fine. Let it go. Give Give Josh. Oh, OK. We have five seconds, Josh. Hurry up. No, no, okay, I, we'll I, come I, back to it. So yeah. I'll do an update on something else. Josh, Josh is going to look up TV ratings for U.S. women's versus U.S. men's. We'll come back to it in a second. A quick update on the crypto side. Uh, the Drone League just did a $100 million crypto deal with I don't know who. I actually didn't. I just saw the headline. Do you know who did it? Do you know what, who the crypto company was? Anyone? Oh, God. I, yeah, yeah, I got it. Happened here. It's a, it's a company. It. It's a it's a. It's, I'm talking. Can you hear me? It's, I'm trying to tell you the answer. Mm -hmm. It's a company called you Algorand. You know who it wasn't? It wasn't Sploogecoin. <laughs> it, was, it was not Sploogecoin. Uh, Algorand, it's a. It's called the Algorand platform. They okay, are, Algorand. They've been, okay. they've been growing over the last year, and the, the, wow. there's been a lot of growing adoption, widespread visibility, and they're going to be doing some some partnership on the – they're going to partner on the technology side with a lot of what they're doing with the Drone so Racing League and right. blockchain-enabled ticketing, collectibles, fan, tracks, tra fan transactions, NFTs will all be taking place on the Algorand platform. I just want to know the damn name of it, not – Well, you've got more than you bargained for. Jesus. That's and then the, uh, the inner, inner Miami, the soccer club, just did a deal with – XPTO, crypto finance company. Say so you can say it in three words what the company is without talking about their, oh, they're going to grow in visibility. They're, they've been growing in visibility. And then you take 15 a minutes to bitch at God him for taking bless. 15 minutes. Unbelievable. This is, a great, this this is like, really like a great show. Like Jesus. anybody knows what you're talking about when you say crypto finance. Come on. That's it. Crypto finance. <laughs> I can't company. wait till we all meet and you guys just duke it out. Four and a half million dollars annually in a kit sponsorship. Pretty strong. I like it. Uh, comes after the league decided to let crypto deals be done, which the other 25 clubs that already had kit deals are like, thanks a lot. 
for the heads <laughs> up, um, which leaves only Colorado. So I think you're going to see a crypto company jumping into Denver real quick. Uh, well, Josh, did you find the answer for time, the though. equal pay for men and women? So did I, you? I got, I have, I have numbers from 20, 2019 versus 2018, where okay. the 2019 Women's World Cup final in the U. This is U.S. viewership. Yep. Um, was the U.S. women had 22 percent higher ratings than the 2018 men's final. So there you go. So that's they U.S. Be the same of damn money. They should be getting more money than the men. Why should they? Why are they fighting for equal money? They should be getting more. They're worth more. We got to mm, talk to FIFA yeah, about okay. that. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk to the should, talk to the rest of the world about that's that. That's probably why these women the are upset. They're like, "Why are you celebrating making them equal? We actually outpulled them by twenty two percent. We should get well." That's ex- yes. Money. That's exactly why they're upset. <laughs> they they have a right to be so. Yes, but, they do. We have to look yeah. at what those numbers look like in other countries for it to, you know, really make a difference for it's for it to be that important to FIFA versus that important to us here in the United States. Yes, but isn't what they're fighting for the contract with the US yes. Olympic Committee? Yes. So it really doesn't matter globally. It, it really does matter from a US standpoint more than anything. Yes, their case is particularly strong in the US. That's yeah, why I would agree. Just just like the NFL is is grasping at straws right now about St. Louis. I think U.S. soccer, um, and they've only talk about shooting yourself in the foot, Mike Smith. I mean, like the the, the that's a whole other topic. The lawsuit that or the the, the counter argument to the suit that women were inferior to men that was part of the argument. Oh no! In this that uh, the, the in those words last year, eh, very very close to it. I'll, wow. I, I got to go back and find it, but it, that was last year. I mean, it's just well. idiotic. So anyway. All right. Well, last topic, guys. We're going to get a little serious and a little funny at the same time. Uh, Kenny Maine, who many of you will remember from the ESPN and ESPN2 early days, one of the funniest, funniest guys. Uh, I'm only making the comparison because he's the closest thing to this within that world, and there's some similarities in the timing of it. So the news is that Kenny Maine is inked to deal with Caesars to basically be a representative and an influencer for Caesars, create content, do some cool stuff. I'm looking forward to it just because I think Kenny Mayne is amazing, funny, talented, all those things. So for that alone, I think Caesars has done a great, a very intelligent decision to bring Kenny Mayne in. He's the main. Yeah, he is the main. But I I kind of shift because Kenny Mayne, to me, is – not the equivalent, but a relative similar, relatively similar type of comedian in at least one aspect as the person I want to take a moment just to reflect on here for a second as a guy that we lost this last week, and that's Norm MacDonald. Nope, uh, and you can let, it, let you can let it ride. It's all right. Norm would love that a gong goes off as we're talking about it. Right. So don't stop. <laughs> I'll, leave, I'll leave it. Uh, Norm MacDonald, one of the funniest comedians ever. I made this statement earlier today that if there was one guy that I could ever make laugh and it would have like make me happy, it would have been Norm MacDonald. That would be the guy I'd want to make laugh. Uh, Kenny Mayne kind of had that thing where he was like, I'm going to create some content. It's going to be wacky and crazy. You're probably going to look at the screen for a minute and be like, what the hell is he doing? But I don't care if you think it's funny. I think it's funny and I'm just going to ride it out. And usually, if you wrote it out with Kenny, the same way you wrote it out with Norm, while you, the entire time you were cringing, going, what is he doing? If you wrote it out, you laughed at the end, and you laughed hard. So uh, it's probably a really high compliment to Kenny Mayne because he hasn't done all the things that Norm MacDonald has done, but uh, good for Caesars. And just wanted to take a moment and give everybody a chance to wrap the show up on what is your favorite – if you have one, what is your favorite Norm McDonald moment? Well, Did you I, I'll start go off. Good. Um, just talking. I, I I've always been a huge fan of Norm McDonald. Um, I, I I think I like to think of him as the comedian's comedian. I mean, he's every comedian's favorite comedian. Um, and he's I think he's known he's, as the comedian's comedian. I think yeah. you, you've seen that reflected in a lot of the people that have come out, Adam Sandler, Dave Letterman, Sarah Silverman. I mean, the list can go on and on, but, uh, I don't necessarily have one specific Norm McDonald moment. I just knew him anytime he went on anybody's talk show, but, but especially Conan O'Brien, Dave Letterman and Howard Stern, those three in particular, he was the best talk show, late night talk show guest I've ever seen 
you you he would talk for six minutes you'd have no idea what he was talking about but the way <laughs> that he could kind of bring everything full circle and make and make these jokes with his deadpan delivery it was second to none i will spend some you know obscene amount of time over the next few days just going back and watching as many of his appearances guest show appearances as i can uh, so many classic stories and jokes that came from those. Um, you know, re- rest in peace, Norm. He, he yeah. Do he you have a favorite? Soon forgotten. Do you have There's a favorite no, th- of those? I said, I I prompted that whole thing by saying I do not have any specific. Oh, sorry, so. I missed that. But no, but you can only pick one. <laughs> yeah. So Norm, you guys, what about you? you? Norm, who's Norm? I mean, yeah. Chris. Chris, what about did you, you guys? Did you guys see him on? that that's when he was on who wants to be a millionaire i did not oh well that that is it's the, the question is the uh reina sofia art center is located in what european city madrid lisbon rome vienna and norm was a smart enough guy he's like that's in spain so he he's like okay so what if and then the whole thing became him and regis going back and forth about i think it's in spain and it's between lisbon and madrid but if i go to the 50 50 there's a guy in the back that's listening and going to put in Lisbon and and uh, Madrid and Regis. Oh no, no no no! It's all done ahead of time. No 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 no! That doesn't happen. So they go back and forth. Joker and the point was he went. So he said, "All right, fifty fifty. And what happens? Lisbon and Madrid. And he just the look on his face and Regis just laughed. I mean, it just like. Shit like that, like the guy was just so naturally like the Bob Dole impersonations that he did on Saturday Night Live. I'm Bob Dole. The a thousand really funny. He leads in with Bob Dole. This Bob Dole says no. Bob Bob Dole. Dole. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, what about you? Uh, It's cliche. Um, He he was one of my uh, comedic influences growing up. Um, Huge fan of SNL. I only had three channels growing up in the country, so it was my favorite show. I watched him uh, on Weekend Update. I fell in love with him uh, when he did Celebrity uh, Jeopardy. I uh, parried Turn him. Ferguson. Yeah, the third Turn Ferguson. Ferguson. Uh, Dirty Dirty Work is uh, one of my favorite underrated comedy uh, movies of all time. If you haven't seen it, it's it's fantastic. You can't watch it once. You got to watch it twice and get all the other jokes outside the jokes you're already laughing at kind of mentality. His uh, book based on a true story, phenomenal. It's like it, it's huh. more half of lies when you read it of him just joking around. But there's this undertone line through the whole thing that's serious. And you get the pain of being a comic and being underrated as he is. He's, he's brilliant. It's, it's just I hope now that everybody outside of being a comedian can really appreciate his work. And I can't think of anybody else that can hold a candle uh, to him. Just uh, truly uh, unique and one of the best. He's uh, he's gonna be missed, and it, and it's it was it, it it hurt to know that he was battling cancer. Um, I didn't know that, and uh, ten years nobody did. He didn't want years. anybody to and know. Like if yeah. if if I would have known that, um, I probably would have tried to to watch more or uh, even see him live would have been great. So um, to be humble like that at the end uh, speaks a lot for someone too. Yeah, I didn't. I, did anybody has he been on anything in a while to like see his physical state? Because I got to thinking no. about that. Like to to perish for something like that, people go through a transformation. Yeah, and you. Would I think, think it was his last. He was on. It was uh, stand up as a guest a few years ago, but nothing. In, he was supposed yeah. to be at some big comedy show at. You probably know it, uh, Mike Smith. But it was down like in Austin. Met, yeah, like some big venue, and he's supposed to be playing like in October, November. He was supposed to do his next stand-up. And the, yeah. you, the sports one, though, did you? He he was in the audience when Blake Griffin won the Rookie of the Year award. Did you see mm-hmm. that clip? And yeah, he asked him. He he's, gets the he... microphone and he's like, "So yeah, uh, Blake, um, there's something that not a lot of other guys have been able to do, and that's come back and win Rookie of the Year again." Like there's not been a be lot of repeat winners. There's not been a lot of repeat winners. You're going to be able award. to do that this yeah. year. <laughs> I'm going to put like that so, on my list. Norm. So top of my goals. <laughs> top of my goals. Yeah. I, I think I developed like my true respect for him. He, it was an early, early episode of Conan O'Brien show. And I think the woman's name is Courtney Thorne Smith. Is that may not be the oh. right name, but I think that's I her name. 
and she was doing a movie that she was there to promote a movie. Her only reason yes. for being on the show was to promote a movie that she was doing with a guy who at the time was popular, a guy named Carrot Top. You guys will remember, oh, comedian, yeah. redheaded comedian. And yep. Norm was the guest before she came on. So then he slid down the couch, but she came out. And when that was announced, Norm, Norm just didn't have a filter, right? He just doesn't have a filter. <laughs> And he couldn't not let it be known that he thought, wait, what? You're in a movie with Carrot. So he just starts at just insulting Carrot Top left and right. And this poor girl is just like, she, you can see it just killing her because she's just trying to sell her movie. Like this affects her livelihood, right? But she and, was also laughing. Like, well, she couldn't wait, help but laugh. Uncomfortably. Like she was just like dying, right? And so Conan's trying to like work through it, work through it, work through it. And they finally get to the end. And Conan, you can tell, feels bad for the girl. Uh, and he, she says, he says, the name of the movie is Chairman of the Board and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, do something with that jerk or whatever he calls Norm, whatever. <laughs> and so he starts to go. And then all of a sudden Norm goes, I bet board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. And it was just like, even Conan loses it, right? It was beyond funny. And that's when I was like, this guy's just amazing. He's just the best. And then you're right, Mike, he will be missed. So that's it, guys. That's the end. We're, we're going to end on a, on a serious note this week, unless Mike come up with something really funny to say. Mike, it's up to you. What do you got? Who's Kenny Maine? Like, oh, my God. Who's Kenny Maine? Yeah. I'm going to go back and edit it. That would be the end. Who's Kenny Main? No, we're going to try another one. Got anything else? Anybody? Anybody? Just end the damn show. That works. <laughs> that works. Now. Oh, wait. No, that- I hit the wrong button. Uh-huh.